0: The 42 Cast, your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. This is a podcast that I put together because I love talking with my friends about geeky topics and I thought, well, maybe somebody else would like to listen to us talk too. Once again, I am going to have to apologize because this is an episode that has come out a couple of weeks late. I had wanted to get this episode out before uh, Marvel's Defenders aired, and of course it is on Netflix right now. I don't think that's too much of an issue because the second season of Iron Fist hasn't aired yet, but I did want to say that I am still trying to catch up and get out of this backlog situation, and I'm going to do what I can to make that happen. In other news, I have been watching Man in the High Castle lately. I also watched The Tick on Amazon Prime both of those are pretty good shows, and we may cover those at some point in either a future topic talking about the shows, or maybe a topic that sort of covers those shows in a broader sense, uh, either comedies or superhero comedies or, or alternate universe type stories, things like that. So we'll see uh, what happens with that. This is also the time of year when I start preparing for what I consider my home con, which is Chicago TARDIS. I wanted to put a shout-out to Chicago TARDIS. I've always had a blast there. In the last couple of years, I've been able to do panels there. I love meeting the guests. I love that because it's a smaller con you have more access to the guests than you tend to do at a larger convention. So that tends to be a lot of fun. So just so that people are aware of it, it is in Chicago, of course. It is held over Thanksgiving weekend, uh, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday after Thanksgiving, so a lot of people get those days off from work, so it's a great opportunity to head on up to Chicago, see me, see the guests. Uh, this year they have uh, the 5th, 6th, and 7th Doctors, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, and Sylvester McCoy, as well as Sophie Aldred, who played Ace, and Mark Strickson, who played Turlo, so that's going to be uh, an interesting con. I've Met a couple of those people before. I met Peter Davison and Colin Baker, but I've never met Sylvester McCoy, Sophie Aldred, or Mark Strickson. So uh, for me, that's going to be fun, because I've been a Doctor Who fan since I was five years old, and uh, we are going to talk about Doctor Who on the podcast, so don't worry about that. There's one other thing that I wanted to mention, Uh, reviewing the audio for this podcast, there's some sort of weird glitch that turns up, which seems to cut off about, I don't know, a quarter of a second every so often so that I'll be saying something and it's like a portion of the sound of the word just disappears. It's a little intrusive at some points but there's no way for me to really fix it because there's no way to filter it out the audio just for some reason glitches every so often I've never had that happen before so I wanted to give a heads up about that explain what that is and hopefully it's just not going to be anything we ever see again and I think that's it until we get to the outro so for now I will leave you with the podcast already in progress First up is someone that I have known for well over half my life. Uh, we were just talking about the fact that I met her for the first time at way back in 2001. Uh, she is a uh, someone that you've heard talking about once upon a time, and that is my Ohime-sama. Angie, how are you doing, Angie?
1: I'm good. I'm trying to survive my money.
0: Oh, what's going on?
1: No, just uh, starting a new job, and I'm trying to get rid of the old okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing now?
1: Um, I'm still working in the same department, but I've moved to a more technical position. Oh, okay. So I'm technically, I was doing both jobs anyway, and I'm just trying to offload some of the work on somebody else.
0: Oh, okay. So now, did this come with like better pay, or is this one of those like uh, greater responsibility but pretty much the same?
1: Actually, I lucked out. It's lateral, but it's less responsibility. Oh,
0: okay. So, <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> right? Yeah, that sounds like a win-win situation there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well cool deal. Uh anything else uh happened since the last time you were on the show?
1: Uh, no. I'm uh I'm still just kind of in limbo, living in a basement, like I'm back in college.
0: Still staring at people through monitors?
1: Well no, I don't do that much. But yeah, stalking people online.
0: That's yeah. <laughs> Alright. So
1: I'm one of those people that has the post-it over my webcam so okay. that nobody can spy on me.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that is a level of paranoia. <laughs> uh, although sometimes I've seen mine light up when I'm not doing anything, so it does, it does get a little creepy sometimes, but...
1: That's really creepy, right? actually. It's, it's not okay. me. <laughs>
0: well, you did, you did say that you're always watching people on the internet, so...
1: That's true, but that's okay. not me.
0: All right, well, it's good to have you back, Angie. Thanks. Thanks for
1: having no me. No
0: problem. Uh, next up is uh, someone that I also met at Otakon. which seems to be just the place to, to meet people. Uh, this was in 2005. Uh, she is a cosplayer uh, that you can probably find all over with all the different cons that she does. Uh, and you've last heard her talking about Tolkien, and that's my friend Stephanie.
2: How
3: are you doing, Stephanie? Hello, I'm... Kind of like Angie just trying to keep awake Mm. on a Monday. It's one of those days where midway through the day I'm like, oh, this has been one hell of a week. Oh, crap, it's only Monday.
0: (laughs) Now, haven't you gone back to your schedule where you're working like 10 to 7?
3: Yes, I'm back to my schedule, but I'm on... I also just kind of had a lateral move, but it wasn't really of my choice. It was my account left the company I work for, and so I got repositioned onto another team, which is a higher demand team, same position and all that, and I don't know what I'm doing mm. yet. <laughs> I'm still a supervisor, but I don't know what I'm doing anymore, unless it's just a standard the fast people track management.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: When it comes yeah. to the actual accounts and stuff like that, I'm at a mm. loss now, but...
0: So this is just more stress.
3: Yeah. Mm.
0: I know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But I'm just thankful that I still have a job because other companies, an account leaves, well, you're kind of out of luck. Mm-hmm. My company was like, "Oh, your account left. We'll make sure there's a position at least to what you currently were at."
0: No, and that's awesome. I mean, that's that's good. They ob-
3: <laughs> yes, I am very very thankful. Yeah, for they that.
0: obviously recognize yeah. that you know you're a good employee and everything. Yes. Yeah. No. That's that's good. Uh, anything else happen uh, since uh, we were talking about Tolkien?
3: Uh, I've been sewing hair into a wig. Okay. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what character That's is this fun. that you're doing?
3: Um, It's for stocking from panty and stocking with garter belts. Mm. Uh, despite the fact that I've been cosplaying for 12 years, for some reason I thought a cheap-ass eBay wig would be a good idea for this character, and it was a horrible idea for this
2: character. Mm-hmm.
3: The colors were, like, neon, and it doesn't even cover my head entirely. It's so small, and... So I was like, yep, I gotta do this the right way. And so I bought a wig and I bought extensions and I tore hair out of the wig and now I'm sewing new hair back into it because she's has two toned hair.
0: Yeah. I I I know the travails of the cosplayer because of Beth. And mm-hmm. yes. The the sculpting <laughs> and the of wigs and the <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know,
3: I've sewn additional hair into wigs before. No problem. That is a completely different task, though, than completely replacing it. Yeah
0: that's, yeah, that's a whole other level.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. My fingers are so, so... What's the word I'm looking for here right now? Um, just They've been pinned a lot with mm. the needle. Uh, I was actually live streaming it on Facebook the other day. For like an hour, and the people watching kept telling me I needed to take a shot every time I stabbed myself. And thank God I wasn't listening to them because I would have been wasted in that hour. So, is
0: it just like band aids all up and down your fingers? Yeah.
3: I managed to stab myself in the cheek with a needle. I don't even know how. I guess I can go back and watch the video and figure out how, but yeah, I, I managed to say- stab myself in the cheek with the needle while I was trying to sew this hair into this wig.
0: That sounds like a demented You <laughs>
3: sure <laughs> you been drinking?
0: I was thinking that sounds like a demented form of clue. It's like with <laughs> Stephanie in the in the like uh, design room with the needle you know? in her cheek with the needle. Yeah. Anyway well it's good to have you back stephanie thank you and finally is a man that you're probably sick of hearing me introduce at this point i'm just going to say he's the man you love to hate and that's ryan how are you doing ryan
4: I'm doing fine, but, you know, if you keep introducing me this way, I'm going to demand, like, you play Imperial March or something. Uh,
0: I can do that.
4: I, I, at the very least. You know, I demand theme music. You know? do, do you have
0: anything that I don't need to pay a licensee for?
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? In forfe- forfeiture of my salary, you can use that to pay the licensee. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: Wait, you're getting a salary out of
0: this? <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: I can take the zero dollars that I'm paying him to pay for a license.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll find like some like slightly sinister elevator music or something to pay
4: you It'll probably be more fitting. sound of uh, an old door creaking <laughs> open or something. I
3: don't know. <laughs> or we can just hum it really <laughs> out of
4: tune
2: <laughs> for <it. laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, what's what's new for you, Ryan, since the last time you were on, which is I think only like four days ago. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh you know in that time period precious little uh today is the first day of my kind of mini vacation so i uh i, I got to sleep in a little bit uh did some laundry just kind of did some stuff on my computer I, I haven't been able to do like updates and stuff so you know just house cleaning like stuff i guess I, i'm feeling kind of productive and it being monday that'll be the end of it tomorrow will be you know nothing <laughs> so, so
0: did you finally update your website
4: It's on the list, it's on the list, but to do that, I I went, I actually logged into the website, but I was like, 20 updates behind, um... (laughs) With uh, yeah, right. the software, so yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I just hope it still functions right. you know, when I'm done.
0: Did you, uh, did you do? You have backups for your website?
4: It backs up. It's supposed to back up periodically, mm-hmm. so I I'm not too afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I don't know. I wasn't until you said okay. that. Now,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things that uh, I know absolutely nothing about. Uh, you know, and I've just figured out all my website stuff just by just playing around with stuff and reading some things and yeah. you know I, I, i'm paying wordpress to back up my website there were supposed to be free backups but that only went up to like one gigabyte and i've already exceeded that so it was like you know what i'll just pay somebody to take care of it and apparently every time i change something on the website it backs up so as long as that's going on you know i feel like i'm pretty safe you know because any updates or whatever hit. i could always roll back if i need to money talks yeah yep. <laughs>
3: Definitely a good idea, especially if you ever change your host or anything like Mm. that. Thanks to backups, when I decided to cancel my web page for like a year and then brought it back, Mm. I had backups. So even though I was on a completely different web server now or a different host, I was able to just pick up like I never stopped. Oh, that's good. So, yeah.
4: And that's the more you know message for our audience.
3: (laughs) I went to school for web design, so. (laughs) And I haven't done it since I got out of school.
4: You know, I hear
0: a laugh from a lot of people. <laughs> but what they went to school for, they didn't. <laughs> no, they're not doing. But uh, it's good to have you back, Ryan. Good to be here. All right. So you all know what time it is now. It's time for five questions. And, uh, so five questions for anyone who's just joining the podcast uh, is uh, something where I just have a random number generator spit out five questions that can only have one of two questions responses, so that way it kind of limits us from going off to the weeds, or it's supposed to. Um, some... That doesn't mean
3: I didn't find the third <laughs> right.
0: sometimes,
2: sure sometimes
0: people go off topic and really like go way into the weeds. but um, And it's just a way for us to loosen up before we actually dive into the topic, uh, the main topic for the episode. So, um, Starting off, first question. Doctor Who. New and fresh, or classic is best? <laughs> yeah, I know you've answered this one like twice, right?
4: <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't—I actually don't know if I have or not, but, you okay. say so, but uh, I just, yeah, sorry, new and fresh. I—I I can probably count in one hand all the classic that I've seen. It, I, I, everyone has always told me how great Who is, but it took seeing Chris Eccleston play the part before I committed to watching it. Okay, Angie.
1: Yeah, I started with Eccleston as well. well I think I've only seen one or two arcs from Old Who
0: and stuff. Steph- so. <laughs> yeah, no, I, Yeah, it's and most people I
3: think this was asked uh, one of the five questions on the very first one I did Oh, review. okay <laughs> but, of
2: course.
3: Um, Yes, of course, I'm New Who, I started with Eccleston However, unlike the other two, I've actually seen quite a bit of the original Doctor Who's And you and I have gone into conversations before about how we both think Tom Baker's overrated yeah. He's good, but he's yes. overrated
0: No, I, I completely agree with that um, But yeah, for me, it's classic is best I, I grew up watching Doctor Who, and I still feel like the show was much better in the
4: older days.
3: However, I will say I am so, 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 so happy that we're getting a new writer
4: soon. <laughs> oh my god,
3: yeah. New Who has been
2: terrible, With, oh god. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah no,
0: that. that is, that's, that's a whole other topic point, because, you know, I never even got into the Moffat era, but I saw all the... Uh, RTD stuff, and uh, oh my God. I, I don't know, I... Well,
3: it's
2: terrible. Okay. <laughs> I'm so well, much. He,
4: he's like, I don't know if I'd say he's terrible, he's like, you know, 15-20% genius, and then like 40% tolerable, and the rest just...
3: And he doesn't know tragic. how to write a woman.
4: Yeah, well, <laughs> there's some. Tr- the, I don't know the most recent episode. Oh, I can't think of the writer's name, but it was his first time writing a Who episode, and you could feel the difference. It was like a a breeze, a fresh breeze had blown through the show.
0: Well, it's interesting to me only in that all the things that I hear people say about Moffat were my criticisms about uh, RTD, because like the whole thing about not being able to write women to me that was like one of the main issues with the RTD stuff. Uh,
3: it gets worse. So okay, well, I just over.
0: Rose at Martha. At
3: least somewhat
2: believable.
3: <laughs> Martha, everybody is always completely in love with the Doctor. I mean, yeah, we had a lot of that with the Davy stuff, but at uh, least we had like Donna. Uh,
0: and... Right? Yeah, Donna was like the one.
3: <laughs> oh, I love Donna. She's my favorite. And, oh my god, I gotta shut right. up. Go on to
4: the next all right next, next question.
3: question
4: vanilla or chocolate uh you know i think i've had this one before oh i, I know you've had all of these before <laughs> uh, okay and and I, i'm probably gonna repeat my answer but my personal taste would be chocolate all the time milkshake and so forth but i recognize that vanilla is like a good foundation for anything like to add to it but if i if i couldn't add anything to it just chocolate
0: angie
1: um vanilla I don't have anything entertaining about no. it. I just like it. <laughs>
0: That's
1: okay. Dark chocolate.
0: Oh! Interesting. <laughs> for me, it's vanilla. I just like it, like Angie. Um, I know it's a chocolate world out there, but you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> Vanilla's underrated. Uh, yeah.
3: I do have a similar feeling, though, that vanilla is a great base for a lot of things. <laughs> Um, and actually, if I'm just having a plain old ice cream cone, like straight up plain ice cream cone, I actually prefer vanilla ice cream over chocolate ice cream. But if we're talking cake or candy or cookies or anything like that, I prefer mm. chocolate.
4: I mean, just in straight up sales, vanilla outsells chocolate. Really? Yeah, yep. because it is used as, you know, the oh, base Oh, I see,
0: the raw material, not like chocolate ice cream yeah. versus vanilla ice cream, but just the, the, no. the raw flavoring. Okay, sure.
4: Yeah. I mean, like, like if like my dream chocolate shit isn't cho- made with chocolate ice cream, it's made with vanilla ice cream and chocolate syrup. No, oh,
3: that sounds amazing.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, third question. Red pill or blue pill?
4: Oh, you're going to have to remind me which one does which. Uh,
0: the blue pill is the one where you stay in the Matrix and the red pill, you get out of the Matrix.
4: If I knew what, um, after the fact, I'd go, I'd stay, Absolutely bloop
0: no, okay keep me- <laughs> <There>. <laughs> all right <laughs>
1: angie um yeah take blue.
0: okay stephanie
1: i don't know <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a fraught question i don't think i could pick a red pill because of the internet connotations yeah but
3: part of me would want to be in the real world but the real world really sucked <laughs> <laughs> but then again the the matrix wasn't all that much better i don't buy it that humans really thrive in a terrible universe, like Agent Smith said, but I don't know. I'd I'd probably be like Cypher and take the red pill to wake up and then be like, give me the blue pill back. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, I I think I would be a red pill person just because I, I don't like deception. And I don't think if I knew... Well, I get it. The blue pill wipes your memory so that you don't... Uh, know that things are wrong but i I don't think i could stomach living a lie so even though it would be worse i think i would rather have the truth than the lie okay here's the fourth question this one's gonna break some people probably (laughs) it has before but probably
2: not
4: ryan so (laughs) i will break you
0: chris evans or chris hemsworth
4: you know I actually feel like we've discussed this one before, too. Oh, Um, yeah, we have. Okay, like, I think Chris Evans has more range, but when Hemsworth talks with his Australian accent, you know, how do you go wrong with that? (laughs) All right.
0: Okay. Um, Angie? Evans. Okay, any any reason for that?
1: Hemsworth seems shallower. I mean, it seems shallower for me to like Hemsworth better.
0: Okay. (laughs) 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 Okay.
3: Okay, so did you see Saturday Night Live's opening this week with Chris Pine and the whole which Chris Which
0: I did not, but I heard about it.
3: So as soon as you said the name Chris, I was thinking of that.
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) Really, this should be the one, like, five questions question with more than two answers, because it really should be Chris Evans or Hemsworth or Pratt or Pine. You know? (laughs)
1: there's actually a concerted push to have our convention do a Chriscon okay. this year if we can get
3: <laughs> and I did actually have to stop and think wait which is Evans which is
0: Hemsworth Thor or
4: but Captain America now,
3: I'm going to say Chris Evans because I like Captain America more than I like Thor
4: okay and if you ever throw Pratt in there yeah I'm, I'm Pratt hands down okay yeah, if
3: you threw Pratt in there I'd be switching off to Pratt
4: yeah <laughs>
0: I do want to get into that, but I can't. But anyway, all right. Take that for (laughs) the Guardians one. Right. So for me, it's uh, Hemsworth because I feel like he's the underdog. Uh, I feel like people like Evans more. And I feel like Hemsworth is a better actor than he's given credit for. And if we're just going on the whole thing of, you know, me me being a heterosexual male, I just feel like Chris Hemsworth is the more manly man. So, I guess, you know, even looking at it as like a Ginger or Marianne thing, I would say, like Chris Hemsworth.
3: I do have to admit, too, that I have this problem with Hemsworth that all I can picture is my mom going, oh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) shirtless. Isn't
0: that weird when your parents do that? Because, yeah, my mom and, like, some of the men, like, on TV and stuff, it's just, like, as she's gotten older, she does that, like, way more than she ever did, like, when, you know, I was a kid, and it's, like, My
3: mom has such a crush on Crim's, Crim's Chris Hemsworth <laughs> <Edward laughs> that it, it kind of ruined him for me, anyway. <laughs> okay, that's
0: okay. My mom had, uh, at least had, I don't know about recently, but, uh, I had a crush on Keanu Reeves.
2: <laughs> Keanu... Whoa. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, that was messed up. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryan, Terminator or Robocop?
4: <laughs> Terminator or Robocop? Yeah. Like, for what? To protect me? Who, or, who would, or <laughs> who would win the fight? Who uh, would win the fight? You know, I'm going to go with Terminator. Uh, through and through. It's just a better written story. just <laughs> <descriptive for> <laughs> <laughs> I, I like RoboCop, and I, I will be the the one person that will actually defend the remake from a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, how do you go wrong? I mean, Terminator, the original Terminator, the the Michael Bean one, was a love story that was pretending to be, you know, science fiction, devised by Harlan Ellison. I mean, how do you go wrong with that?
0: Huh. Uh, interesting. You think it's a love story first and foremost? I would say the first Terminator is more horror uh with the sci-fi tacked on but um yeah that's interesting um now when you now i just have to ask because you brought it up when you say you have to defend the robocop remake is that one of those like we've talked about before where it's like you just tell people it's not as bad as you're saying it is or do you really defend like you love this movie I
4: didn't love it, but I appreciated what they were trying to do. I enjoyed it. it it's I, I wouldn't necessarily go out and or anything like that, but okay. I don't understand the hate it gets.
0: Right, okay, no, that's what I wanted. I wanted to make sure when you say you defend it, because it's, it's like, yeah, sometimes I feel like that too, where I defend the movies yeah. that I don't really love all that much, but I'm like, people, you are ragging on it way too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Angie, who would win, Terminator or Robocop?
1: One of the Terminators would probably win.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which one no, have...
1: how about uh, Shirley Manson I think she would win okay <laughs> oh,
0: I thought you were going to pull out Summer Glau but that's close awesome.
1: that
3: was the easy choice
0: alright <laughs> Stephanie
3: should I not go with Demolition Man like I did
1: on Tolkien okay.
0: <laughs> okay I did. oh okay I did ask this one to you before <laughs> was this one you did it you hadn't seen one of them or something
1: no, I hadn't seen the original
0: oh okay
3: yeah, and I just went down this whole tangent about all these different movies that have a very similar premise mm-hmm. and ended up talking about Demolition Man and actually, I think, another one.
2: Yeah.
0: Um,
3: but I think in the end, I circled back and decided on Terminator.
0: Okay. That's right, you confused Robocop and Demolition Man. Because you, th- you were like the Franchise Wars uh, you thought was a Robocop thing and it was Demolition Man. Okay,
2: that's
3: what it was. Now okay. it's
0: coming back to me. <laughs>
3: But I think at the end. I circled up that I ended up
0: being on Terminator. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I, I'm on Terminator also because I just feel like it's a it's a relentless machine, and poor old RoboCop still got that human heart. me
3: metal guy. In
2: Terminator.
0: Yeah, but you know the funny thing is, there's like Terminator versus RoboCop comics and video games and stuff. So you know, this is considered like a like a real like matchup. I, just, I was just always curious if anyone would pick RoboCop, and I don't think so far anyone has.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, all right, so that's five questions successfully completed.
2: Yay! 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 All right.
0: So before we head on to our topic, uh, we're going to pause for a moment to uh, listen to a promo from another fine podcast.
4: We are the Metal Geeks Podcast, and on this show we have heavy metal, comic books, Video games, movies, theme parks, and more. Wait, wait, wait. Comics? Yep. And movies? Exactly. Video games? Yeah. Metal? Of course. How does theme parks fit in this? It just does. All of us Metal Geeks can be found at MetalGeeks.net. At MetalGeeks
1: for Twitter. MetalGeeks on Instagram.
4: And MetalGeeks on the Facey Space. You can also find us on iTunes. Subscribe today. Metal Geeks.
0: we're back. This week uh the topic is the fourth defender and by that I'm talking about Iron Fist who is oh, the fourth uh character to be introduced with the uh Marvel Netflix deal um and is the last character that will be part of their Defenders crossover that's coming out at the end of August. So I am a fan of Iron Fist. Going back to my days reading comics, and this was the show that I was the most excited for when Marvel announced their deal, and I was just waiting uh, with bated breath for how great this show was going to be, because, you know, I loved Daredevil, I loved Luke Cage, Jessica Jones I was a little eh on, but I liked it. I mean, it just wasn't, to me, the same level that I really loved Daredevil and Luke Cage. And... You know, my first question after having watched it and uh, sort of thought about it a little bit is: Where is the kung fu in this show?
3: It's with the drunken master. He's the owner. right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that one's on my list i was genuinely excited by that fight. that's the only one i can think of off
3: the top of my head that i genuinely liked about this show
1: <laughs> yeah because
0: all right so here's the thing and i get that not everybody is a fan of kung fu cinema or whatever but when you have a character that is basically one of marvel's primary martial arts characters the other one being shang chi the master of kung fu when you have this character you expect that this is going to be a show that's going to delve into that genre. Let's have a lot of, you know, martial arts on display.
3: I mean, in order for him to receive the power of the Iron Fist, <laughs> he had to be the greatest.
0: Right? And yes. He uh, that is probably my primary issue with the show because there can there's plot issues. There's other issues too. The fact that the show. Didn't really showcase some amazing martial arts action. Makes me feel like it, it. It didn't even get the excitement factor right, which is one of those things where it's like, come on. I mean, I get that a lot of action series they don't get the story right, but you can at least give me action. I just there was nothing. I mean, Dan. It was clear that the actor could not do the martial arts moves. Now, I've heard since then that he was cast very late in the process. They kind of rushed the show because they were trying to get Defenders out. There was a long time where they were agonizing over the storyline and how best to present Iron Fist, and they were just left with very little time. But that's that's no their problem. That's not...
3: That is so obvious in watching it. Yeah,
0: because every time he does anything really amazing, they cut away so that the stunt double can come in and do it. But even that, there's not a whole lot of that. And most of what we see is doing Tai Chi. Yeah. Right?
3: Oh, the found footage of the old Iron Fist was really good, too.
0: Yeah, that was good. There were some good, I mean, uh, there was some good martial arts stuff going on. Uh, The actress who plays Colleen clearly knows what she's doing.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But again, I just feel like, you know, this was one of those things where people are making to a schedule and not, you know, doing what's best for the story, for the show.
3: The entire time I was watching it, I was just getting this feeling that this is only being made because I want to do the Defenders.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like they should have waited a little bit and actually given him time to learn some decent choreography. I'm hoping that with the Defenders, he's had more time and he can actually pull off the moves. But, you know, and this sort of dovetails into one of the other things uh, about the series, which is when they cast him, I assumed that. Because of the huge controversy about uh, you know whitewashing and everything else, that if they cast him, that he was at least a competent martial artist. Because it was like you know if you're going to get you know if you're going to get a white actor when everybody you know when, when vast numbers of people want an Asian actor, you better at least have him be a competent martial artist, right? So that you can sort of say, well, no, he was just the best all around. He was good at acting. He did the martial arts and everything else. And instead. <laughs> You
3: know. He got this.
0: Yeah, he, he he doesn't have that part at all. Um, and so yeah, I, I I don't want to like dominate this too much about the martial arts, but just for me, that was the primary sticking point is that I, I felt like it could have been an awesome action series and while there are some interesting things in the story, the action certainly wasn't a draw to this series at all.
1: I read a an article that Jones was talking about learning the choreography like, 15 minutes beforehand mm-hmm. um, and it's interesting I didn't think too much of it I thought he was kind of whiny but <laughs> I, I actually watched uh, Kevin <laughs> I, I watched Kevin Smith do a review of Iron Fist and he mentioned on Supergirl that that's kind of what they do they they block out you know very short action segments for Melissa that Supergirl actress mm-hmm. um and that's how they do it um but the, but the thing she's Supergirl's not really supposed to be a competent martial artist. I feel like, and maybe this is on the production, they kind of said, okay, how much time do we need to do a kind of competent fight scene? Not really realizing that you can't just throw a couple punches and have it look good. This is a character that is supposed to be an amazing martial artist and it just needed more time. It needed the time that maybe like into the badlands has dedicated Mm -hmm. to their actors and helping them learn. Cause I don't believe for a second that Nick Frost is any good at martial arts, Um, (laughs) but he looks great (laughs) in into the badlands. So um, yeah, I think that maybe the production was just too rushed for the actors that they had.
4: Yeah.
0: If you're going to give that level of time, you need someone who already knows martial arts.
4: Yeah, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna fake it, fake it good. You know, My, I will jump in and say that I also felt the the hallway to the elevator fight scene was a good fight scene, uh, it, and it wasn't drunken master level. But had the entire series been at that level, that close combat, you know, with the hatchet uh, men, mm-hmm. then then I would have been acceptable. But they they it was it was borderline matrix slow <laughs> right. but not on purpose <laughs> <laughs> well they try to cover it even with the when
0: he's telling Colleen about what he's doing when he's training in the dojo and he's like no you need to do it slow and then like accelerate right at the very end like that's supposed to like give you maximum power or whatever and that felt to me like they were just trying to cover the fact that they know that he's moving super slow in all these fight scenes and trying to make it like no this is the technique you know <laughs> that's not a mistake <laughs> this is how he does it
4: it? She took the, what was it, the tiger claw or the jaguar claw or whatever, straight into the fighting uh, club. Well, and that's the (laughs)
0: hilarious thing. We keep getting told about how he's the ultimate fighter, and we saw way better fighting out of her. You know, I mean, that was Daredevil-level stuff going on there. (laughs) And I feel like when Daredevil actually shows up, it's going to be, like, no contest. Like, it's always going to be, like, Iron Fist is this joke character that's hanging out with the rest of the Defenders because Matt can do all the martial arts you know, side of it, and can you know, and is much better at it than Danny is.
4: And it's not even that, but Danny uh, uh, again. I don't want to call the actor pretty, but <laughs> <laughs> because
2: in the in, shower,
4: and yeah. well, but I mean, because in fairness, you know, so is uh, uh, Charlie Cox. But I, you got the. I mean, the entire first season of Daredevil was basically set up just to show that he could take a punch. Yeah. You know, that, that his, his superpower wasn't his senses, but it was getting beaten and getting back up. I I always got the impression from Danny that he was this close to collapsing one good hit and he was done for Mm -hmm. he just doesn't have any... His fist might be iron, but nothing about the rest of him is.
0: Well, and that's yeah. the flaw that you get with the story and and, and how it hurts his character is that it's... It, without his fist glowing, he's nothing. You know, that is his one thing is that when his fist is glowing and he punches something, you know, it does a lot of damage. And that really weakens him, I feel like, you know, either as a character to follow in a solo series or as a member of a team, because he doesn't bring much to that team. Um and so that's again why I'm worried about Defenders and what role he's going to play.
3: I know when the Defenders trailer was first uh released, what was that, the end of last week? Mm-hmm. One of my coworkers was like, Oh my god, Stephanie, did you see the Defenders trailer? This was all through the internal uh Skype for business thing, and I type in all caps, Oh my god, Jess! Oh my god, Matt! Oh my god, Jessica! Oh my god, Luke! And Danny, all lower names. <laughs> <days. laughs> he just responded back to me. I noticed the distinct lack of capitalization
2: there. <laughs> yeah.
3: Although, even in that trailer though, the other way doing more than, he's just kind of
2: there. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. anything
3: that he did that stood out. Well,
0: here's the thing his character is very much depicted as if he's a 10-year-old who never, or who's physically grown up but has not grown up, you know, uh, mentally uh, from that state, which kind of makes sense. He's been in this secluded place ever since he was a kid. He's come back to New York, and he's still got a lot of that naivete about himself like a child would have. And in some ways that's charming, watching it, but the way that it made it look when he's part of an ensemble cast is like he's this whiny kid you know and even like the whole scene where he's like this is awesome we've got like the blind ninja and we've got you know the bulletproof guy and we've got whatever you are talking to Jessica and it's like I I don't know I don't I don't
3: Jessica could totally kick his ass
4: (laughs) (laughs) while drunk
2: that's her normal state
0: (laughs) (laughs) her blood alcohol level is like 200 proof (laughs)
4: but i'm not worried about defenders and i'll I'll tell you why because i feel like they've been prepping for defenders that that was the end goal in the same sense that avengers was for the movies Mm -hmm. whereas the actual iron fist series uh, yeah like we've said before it it feels like an afterthought it feels like they said they were going to do it so they had to do it so they just threw something out there whereas I, i really think the character would have been better served being introduced in Defenders and then maybe setting up his own series after the Defenders. Kind
3: of like how they're doing with the newest Spider-Man reboot.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: that might have worked better. So, overall impressions of the show, um, just from a storyline point of view, um, Angie, what, how did you feel about the series as a whole?
1: Um... I'll be honest, I wasn't actually planning on watching Iron Fist. I figured I'd probably binge it right before Defenders dropped, Mm. just to get from point A to point B. Um, My husband started watching it, and uh, I hated it um, until... until, Well, I was half-watching until... I don't remember what episode it was, but wherever someone started calling him the worst Iron Fist ever. Mm. (laughs) And then... Then I kind of realized that that was the point. Like, he's not good at this. Um, And I I wish that that had gotten introduced later on. Mm -hmm. Um, So in preparation for this podcast, I went back and actually paid attention and watched the entire series. But I already knew (laughs) that at some point they were going to let the cat out of the bag, that he just sucks at this right now and it needs to get better. And I, I wish they had done that earlier because I think I would have a lot less problem with the show if I had viewed it in that light instead and I think it's actually kind of a neat sidestep of the whole white savior trope Mm -hmm. Um, so if they were going to cast a white guy which they did, um, having him kind of suck is kind of a funny way to make it so that he's not the savior or he isn't yet anyway we get to watch that happen so I'm actually more excited for Defenders because of that I know it wasn't that popular but I really liked the Faramir and Ward show Mm. <laughs> um and I would watch that all day long Um and yeah I, I mean I think the per- the peripheral characters you know and kind of pushing that story with the hand forward that was all very exciting for me mm.
3: um, oh the how did I not realize that <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled up the IMDB when you said that I was like wait is that why I was recognizing him that's okay I'm just <laughs>
0: going to lob a nuclear bomb in here and say that my wife pointed out to me that Ben Browder was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and I did IMDB it and confirm it
1: yeah, 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 he's a—he's one of the gold people. Yeah,
0: one of the sovereigns. Yeah.
1: How is it that I
0: never saw anything about this <laughs> before the movie? <laughs> and you guys are like, oh yeah, I knew that.
4: He's the I had to leave her and whisper, Ben Browner! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I knew that. I knew it already. But anyway, alright. Um, Angie, I'm sorry I interrupted
1: you. <laughs> no, no, I'm. that's, okay. that's pretty much... Okay. I mean, I, I really liked all the secondary characters. I really liked the hand storyline and all of the stuff that that spawned. Um, yeah, so even though I found Danny lacking mm-hmm. in holding my interest, um, I think the rest of the cast actually kind of kind of hold it for the the season.
0: Now let me ask you, you said that originally you weren't going to watch it until just before Defenders. Was that because of the whitewashing controversy?
1: No, um I think I think they it would have been awesome if they had cast maybe like a half Asian or Asian American actor, but the character was white. I don't have a problem with them casting a white person. I'm just I was never that interested in Iron Fist. Oh okay. Uh,
0: Stephanie, what did you think about the show? in general. (sighs) (laughs) Well, you just said Faramir was in it.
3: (laughs) That makes it a little bit more interesting, especially because he was the character that I liked the most in the whole show. Uh Even when he turned out to be a complete and utter douchebag. Like, the first time Warden tried killing him, I was actually kind of upset that he appeared to be dead, Uh and I was quite happy when he came back alive. I'm like, whoa, he's a real dick now. But I still kind of liked him, Mm
2: -hmm. because he was a
3: good villain. I was really surprised that Ward ended up being a character I really liked because at the beginning of the show, I just wanted to punch him in the face.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't really remember much really standing out about Joy. She just kind of annoyed me the whole time, but I thought it was hilarious when she talked about a P.I. that she hired that's really pretty good if she's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Jessica Jones. I absolutely adored her. but uh, So that kind of made me laugh, especially since we got Trinity back in this show. Um, and we haven't seen her since Jessica.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: At least I don't think we did.
0: Uh, no, we saw her in Daredevil Season 2.
3: Okay, never mind. I, I All of a sudden, after I said that, I'm like, wait, I think we did actually see her. Yeah, she offered
0: Foggy a job.
3: That's right. Now I remember. Okay. Honestly, I have nothing but terrible things to say about Danny. Okay. So, <laughs> what drove me nuts, and I know why they didn't do it, but Claire is a smarter character than this. When she realized that Danny was give up with the hand, she should have been like, whoa danny chill out dude you don't know what you're doing here <sighs> i know a guy who has done a lot of shit with these guys let me call matt the
0: fact that she doesn't call matt and i get that there's been like a relationship issue between the two of them but seriously yeah. the fact that she does not pick up the phone when she knows she knows what they're capable of and she knows exactly. someone who deals with these people why she would if not call him
3: in jail, she would have called him yeah and I know why they didn't know because that's pulling the defenders in too early and blah, blah, blah. But even the tension between Matt and Claire is not that bad, where she wouldn't have potentially called him to save mm-hmm. this rich kid's life. Yeah. And it would have been so much more in-character for her to be like, whoa, dude, yeah. let me call this guy.
0: Well, there we'll were all sorts decide. of questionable decisions on Claire's part. Like, <laughs> you know, going back to the hospital that she knows is in bed with the hand. You oh, know, that that, she knows yeah, the that administration has... there is part, you know, is working for them. And like, oh yeah, I'll just like, sort of sneak in here and like use some stuff. And, you know, I'm like, of course they're you know, going to like do something as soon as you show up. How do you not know that they covered up the, all the crap that happened, yeah. you know?
3: And she has been an author that has linked all of the shows together. Mm-hmm. And this particular show killed a lot of the characterization that they had already built up with her. The only thing that they really emphasized and grew for her in Iron Fist is her fighting abilities with her randomly picking up those claws <laughs> and going to
2: town and kicking ass. Uh,
0: we can't get Wolverine in the MCU, so I'm the new Wolverine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Basically. But, uh, yeah, so she, her character like got stupider, uh-huh. but she was able to fight. Which, in a series where we should have had an amazing fighter, I should be able to remember more of his fight scenes than hers. Oh,
0: I just remember a lot of Tai Chi. <laughs> yeah
3: so i don't know i i have issues with this series <laughs> okay. i i didn't really want to watch it either <laughs> not mostly because i didn't have an interest in iron fist <sighs> i never have i mean even granted i'm not a huge marvel comic fan mm-hmm. most i'm getting into through the movies and through the tv shows and such but all the other ones i would get real hype beforehand hmm and this one, I was just like, this sounds terrible. And then they did the casting, and I'm like, him? He's a stupid dude from Game of Thrones who's, like, forgettable. But I kind of remember him, just because I he, he was grouped in with people I liked on that show before they all died. Him? Really, it's kind of like an Arrested Development with Anne, where everyone's like, huh? For me, it was him?
2: Yeah. I
0: don't know. <laughs> okay, Ryan, overall impressions of Iron Fist.
4: Uh, okay, so... If this were a comic, I wouldn't have picked it up mm-hmm. uh but I'm a, with the t v series well with Marvel, the marvel the m c u in general, I'm kind of a completionist, mm-hmm. and I don't know how long they'll be able to last with like what the four new shows they have coming out but um i I was gonna check it out because well, just because like I said, I'm a completionist and I want to see it going into the defenders I, I get the whitewashing controversy, although I don't know that it's necessarily whitewashing so much, or maybe it's a continuation of whitewashing since the original comic book character was whitewashed. But I, and I do think they missed a chance to correct some of that and not recasting him. But um, I, I agree then that this this was a character born of, uh, you know, the, the martial arts genre fad, the Bruce Lee movies and so forth, that there should have been some actual real martial arts in it. I felt like the story was written as they were filming it. Like they were getting the scripts maybe that day or something like that. The continuity was all over the place. The the characterizations. I felt like I, I will defend. Uh, Mark Finn Jones is that his name? I will defend. I I think given enough time he could have done something with the part. I think he's right. a capable enough actor. But um yeah this this series made me actually root for the villains. Um, Same it, here. <laughs> and and I I it. The first couple of maybe, maybe I was just giving it too much of the benefit of the doubt. I'd heard too many negative reviews that I decided I was going to be, you know, going there with low standards. But the first few episodes, I digged. Mm -hmm. I I thought this was going somewhere. I I felt like the same way Luke Cage tackled, you know, uh, racism and Jessica Jones did sexism, I thought Iron Fist was going somewhere with this. It seemed like he had anger issues. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, he he kept worrying about his temper. There was his. abuse, you know, growing up in Kunlun, and I thought, they're going to do something with this. There's, there's a deeper, there's going to be a payoff here, which never happened. They dropped it uh, somewhere halfway through the Even service.
0: the whole thing about the sort of criticism of big business was just sort of tacked on as sort of a side point, not really developed fully, which is where I thought it was going to go.
3: They also had a great opportunity to delve into the drug issues that are going on.
0: yeah. There is a, there's a lot of wasted opportunities
2: in the show.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> but I, I felt they could have gone with that, that theme the same way that you know, it, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage did. They don't have to. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just being a, a fun comic book show, but you have to be a fun comic book show to get away
0: with that. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, well, t- talking about the business part, like, Danny just comes in and says, we're going to give this stuff away for free and whatever, and it's like, okay, but he didn't counter with how that was going to work. And he just really came off as like this stupid kid that just comes in and says, we're going to do X, Y, and Z without any idea of how, you know, they can do that with a real business case. And there's ways of making that work. There's ways of, you know, using public support and everything else, you know, going to, you know, uh, you know, away from a driven model to more of a, you know, um, Nonprofit? Yeah, nonprofit. You know, there's ways that they could have gone with that. There's ways that Danny could have had a vision for the company that would have been, you know, sort of like a criticism business and, you know, putting, you know, profits above people and all that kind of stuff. And it was sort of like they had the idea of that, but then they decided, uh, let's do this other thing.
2: <laughs> it was just kind of yeah. like. It, I mean,
3: <laughs> all they took... of the business stuff drove me nuts. Granted, I'm very low on the corporate totem pole, mm-hmm. but I do work for a Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. And. Even at my, like, entry-level, but managerial-level range that I'm in, even I have to think more about cost efficiency and how this will work with other departments and other corporations that we work with and blah, 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 blah. And we can't just make a decision because, oh, it's what I think is the right thing to do.
4: Right. I mean, if you're going to do that, you have to have a, a payoff somehow. I-, I think they got away with it in Iron Man 1. Because, you know, Tony's a a freaking genius. And we're not going to sell weapons anymore, but we're going to do clean energy instead. Mm -hmm. You know, he found a way to to balance the sheets, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this would have just been... The the stockholders would have run from this in a yeah, the company I, would have been over right <laughs> exactly
0: i mean yeah basically everybody would be out of a job that worked for that company yeah. so it's not sustainable what he what he was doing yeah. so it, so Ward was right to think that it was awful and that they need to do something about it so it was kind of it didn't kind of work right i i really thought when danny found out he had been played by that woman that he would start to see things differently and start to mature a little bit but then they like completely went away from the whole business side of things other than that it
1: really seemed like it was filler right like they were just like uh we need like 30 minutes to fill per episode for like the first five let's just throw some some (laughs) like business politics in there
4: because that's That's what's interesting you know watching these oh and oh my god can can i just say that (laughs) just because this reminded me of it everything about this show felt cheap Like, this is a a super powerful company on arrival of Stark Industries, but I'm pretty sure their entire office was comprised of the boardroom and the three executive offices.
3: And I'm pretty sure the the Meachums drove like Hyundais or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) My boyfriend actually made a comment while we were watching it. Netflix ran out of its budget because of that type of stuff.
4: Yeah, they got they got Danny the Aston Martin, and they had nothing left over.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, especially when the other Netflix shows, the Marvel Netflix shows, feel like movies that yeah. have been stretched out to thirteen episodes. Yeah, it definitely felt like this one was a bit of a step back.
4: Well, you know, the location itself can be a character. Luke Cage did wonderful making Harlem a mm-hmm. uh, come life, and both Jessica Jones and Daredevil did Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. But this one, when the, I mean they couldn't even afford to do some aerial shots. When they went to China, I had no idea that it was China. That factory could have been in Queens. Right. There was nothing about that that said China.
0: Well, how do you know it wasn't filmed in Queens? It probably
4: All was, right. but they could have done like, an aerial shot or something. I don't know. Something. That's okay. Show me Beijing.
0: Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I like something. the styrofoam Himalayas that we get at the end.
4: Oh, oh God. <laughs> we just threw that some powder hard over,
0: hard over hard some white hard plastic hard. and we're in the Himalayas. <laughs> so uh, all right i want to i want to ask about a few of the things that you know are kind of controversies or things people are talking about and one of those is you know people are saying it's just like arrow and i, I know that at least ryan and angie you've watched arrow now stephanie have you seen arrow
3: no i don't really care much for dc stuff okay. <laughs> they've been
0: letting
3: me down right. i'm hesitantly optimistic for wonder woman mm.
0: Uh, but uh, so Ryan and Angie, do you feel like this show is it all like Arrow?
4: I I feel it has similarities. I don't think it's an unfair comparison, but it's kind of apples and oranges, both fruit. So go ahead and compare them, but they're not. Uh, it's not exactly the same. I, and this is where I think I will kind of defend the show mm-hmm. for a moment and say that. It's because we are used to such a level of excellence from Marvel that this one's so disappointing. Yeah. If this show had been on the CW or, you know, Fox or one of the other not quite big three channels, it probably would have been praised as revolutionary in so many ways.
1: Yeah,
0: that's probably fair. Angie, do you feel like this show is at all like Arrow?
1: I mean in in that Arrow is like Batman, sure. It's a rich orphan. Yeah, see, that's to me... I I think the similarities kind of tend to fall apart after that, though. Yeah,
0: that's the same thing with me, I mean, yeah, like Oliver in Arrow, he was gone for a period of time, and then he comes back. But after that, I feel like the two shows are completely different, you know, because Oliver comes back with vengeance on his his mind, and Danny just comes back because he wants to see see how things are going. You know, Danny has no family. Oliver had a family to come back to. It's just all the dynamics of what happens, you know, how they go about things. Uh, It's just, uh, all of it to me feels like a different show.
1: Yeah, I mean, Oliver had purpose. I mean, if you're talking about the feel of a show, Oliver came back for a reason. He had a plan you know how effective or moral that plan was was kind of part of the point of the first season. Mm. Danny doesn't know what he is, and and yeah. you could argue that that's maybe part of why the the tone of the season tends to fall a little flat. It's because he's not there for any reason that he can articulate to anybody.
2: No, yeah. Uh, well, was there cause like,
3: he was bored and saw a crow.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: because the path opened, right. you know. That's that's really because the path opened and he had a chance. That's
1: yeah, what. didn't Claire ask that? Why didn't you come back earlier? It was just like, oh, the way was closed. No. Yeah. Because.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and it's worth noting, yeah, I agree, there are polar opposites there at the beginning. You know, uh, Oliver comes back, and he is dark, and he's already a murderer, mm-hmm. and the only way to solve things is to kill. Uh, say what you will of Danny, his naivety or his innocence or whatever, but he, he at least wanted to do the good thing, the righteous thing mm-hmm. in the show. So you These
3: know, guys are actually kind of making me want to watch Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so
4: seasons one, two, and five. Yeah.
0: Do it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, three and four, maybe not. <laughs> but,
3: it's like Babylon Five, where we pretend a season. Right. Half. <laughs> <laughs> half a season.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, God, Byron. Anyway. um <laughs> But, yeah, uh, yeah, the aimlessness of it. I mean, I find Danny somewhat charming just because of the Naive Day. I don't think that the Naive Day was a problem. It is very different from the character. And and I know that this is sort of the podcast for people who haven't, uh, you know, really read the comics or anything. But funny enough, in Iron Fist's actual or, or comic origin, he is much more like Danny. He has trained all these years to come back because he knew Harold Meacham is the one that killed his parents and so he's coming back with revenge on his mind and they went completely 180 uh, with that with the the series and I think part of that was trying to subvert the white savior trope and uh, Angie made a good point about how making him a really awful Iron Fist is, is part of doing that because the original comic makes it seem like A. he is the only Iron Fist who ever was and B. he was the only person who could do it and so when you have this outsider white guy come into the Asian civilization and can best all of them uh, just because he has some vengeance on his mind, you know, that is kind of insulting. So <laughs> I get that they were trying to subvert that. I know later comics have sort of expanded on the mythology and said there were more Iron Fists, which is what they pulled from for the show. And I think that there's definitely like a mine with that, that he's not a particularly good Iron Fist but the problem is it doesn't really seem to be, they don't seem to be doing much with it. Um, it's just sort of something people observe and it, there's no sort of impetus for him to change or to grow. It just kind of is like, this is who he is.
4: Well, let me, let me ask you as a reader of the comics, because I didn't read them. I I only knew of iron fist when he would show up in someone else's, uh, Mm -hmm. magazine, but, um, was the Hand a central villain no. in the Iron Fist comics? No, so they basically shoehorned that in. Yeah, that
0: is completely to tie him in with Daredevil and the Hand storyline. Oh, the,
4: that hurts so much. Yeah, no,
0: and and that is something that bothered me uh, quite a bit, because I feel like what they've done with Madame Gao makes mm-hmm. no sense with what they did with her in Daredevil. Uh, yes. It, it's such a weird uh, transition for that character to be like, oh no, she was part of the Hand all along. <laughs> yeah,
4: I never got that Im- nothing about her and Daredevil gave that impression whatsoever. Yeah,
0: no, I I believe I knew she was from Kunlun cuz she told Fisk that she was from further than China. Yeah. And I was I was already thinking, "Aha, she's from Kunlun because you can't get much further than China, you know." <laughs> she's in another universe, you know. But um but yeah, I mean, I felt like she was just going to be like a like a fallen warrior from there that you know had you know gone out into the world to get you know for greed or for whatever. You know, um, I, I didn't think that she was uh, going to be a member of the Hand, and, and and I don't really feel like it makes a whole lot of sense with the whole thing of you know Iron Fist is there to destroy the Hand, but then he has to guard the pass. One or the other, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Because if he's out destroying the hand, he can't guard the pass. Yeah, you know. And in the comics, it's no Iron Fist is just the the warrior that guards K'un Lun. You know, not not from just the hand, from anybody.
4: I, I felt like all the credibility that Daredevil had built up with the hand, this show just completely destroyed. They they pulled the rug out from the entire organization. I I shouldn't have to after watching a program go and read, you know, wiki articles about how, yeah, there is a faction of the hand that, you know, Trigo broke off and went to South America and has Marxist roots. Yeah, I, <laughs> they, they either needed to use a different villain or, or explain it better or just do it in such a way so that, that the hand seemed a credible threat. If the hand ends up being the main villain and the defenders at this point in time, that's what I'm really worried about. I, I'm worried that they've just, they've ruined the hand.
1: I gotta disagree. I I really like that they have shown now that there's different factions of the hand because it means they're unpredictable. You know, it's not just to like hand showed up, we just kill them all. I, it, it seems like they've given themselves some wiggle room and and kind of some, some places to go with some intrigue. But otherwise, it would just be straightforward and fairly boring.
4: But doesn't it remove some
1: myths? I don't think so. I mean, you, it, again, Danny's a terrible Iron Fist, so <laughs> maybe Bakuto is <laughs> just a terrible hand faction leader. I mean, it's, and I actually disagree, I like Picudo a lot, but, um, yeah, having different factions, I don't think lessens their potential to be terrifying.
0: There were two things that really bothered me, especially with what they did with that, besides the Madame Gao thing, because it's yeah. clear in Daredevil that she is against the hand. Now, I mean, I guess it's like, well, her faction is against Nobu's faction, but still, it's I've got problems with it, but but you know two things that I had a problem with that are just in Iron Fist. A, oh we we almost never do this immortality thing. But hey, this businessman that we could have strong armed, you know, otherwise, you know, we decide to just give him you know immortality
4: for the heck of it, you know. Well, it could have been a different <laughs> faction, you know. Maybe w- one faction is you know more loose with it <laughs> than another.
0: <laughs> well, I, I want to say it was the same group. <sighs> uh, no
4: because gal I guess
3: we'll find gal- out when electra comes back
0: yeah well see electra makes sense she's this like great warrior who you know is this master of all forms of combat or whatever that they want to use i mean but harold it's just like well you know a we want to control his army, and uh, which they did just fine with him you know dead and nobody knew he was around you know they were able to sneak their agents in or whatever
4: yeah how do you control a company when the person you're writing is dead to the world anyway
0: it's just there was something about that that made no sense like when they got to the point where they revealed what was going on with him yeah i I just didn't understand why they would offer him immortality, um especially since he is such a wild card he's not even a member of their group
3: because that way we could have ward kill him and go nuts (laughs) and seriously that that's the only thing i can think of that he was killed but was suddenly immortal because it made Ward go crazy.
4: It was necessary to character about him. Yeah, I, I <laughs> will
0: say also in the comics, at least when the Hand brings somebody back to life, they're not immortal. They just have one more life. Like, if they want to bring him back again, they have to do that whole ceremony again and bleed people and, you know, do all that.
3: Oh, you can't just toss them in a bomb, Right. And they-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this this is their version, so that's fine. So they're, they're immortal. But the other thing that bothered me is that Gal's like, these are my greatest warriors that I'm sending against you, Danny. And there's, like, some, like, Russian thugs who, first of all, A, the Hand are ninja, okay? They're not just, like, street brawlers that they just grab and throw in there like you're a member of the Hand now. And B, they, they would have trained these guys in something, you know, something better than just, like, being brawlers, you know? I, it wasn't the Hand anymore, which, which I think is part of the problem with the factionalizing, because now they can say anything is the Hand. Yeah, yeah. They should have just invented another villain. You know, give, yes. give Gao her own group. It's called their own thing, something. Yeah. I, I just a
4: rival city or something, you know. something. <laughs>
0: right.
4: <laughs> I will give Gal credit there that, that trial, I, I thought the, the fact that she's like, nope, I'm not playing by the rules. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna betray you. That was pretty awesome. <laughs>
0: oh, and the other thing. Okay, then this isn't so much a problem as just like a missed opportunity. I was positive, positive that now that we had Gal and Iron Fist, we were going to have an Epo to Yoda moment. You know, we were going to see Gal like do something crazy. They were, you know, CGI, whatever. But we were going to see her do something super crazy and awesome. And other than like the fact that she's pushed Danny and he flew across the room, that was that was it for like awesome Gal stuff. And I really felt like just having her do something physically powerful and awesome would have given the threat of her way more credibility.
4: I assumed she wasn't human. and I assumed she wasn't human. That mm. I, I kind of thought. You know, honestly, I kind of thought. Kind of thought she was a dragon. Mm. But, you she know. Still
1: could be. Yeah. There's that throwaway line about spending the 17th century or the 16th century being targeted.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I think she's also been given the immortality process. From the hand.
1: I took the whole
3: Russian thug thing, though, as kind of a tend to in Daredevil, where she was the head of this crime syndicate, and there were a whole bunch of different, I mean, they were all kind of against each other, but ultimately coming together, kingpin, except they couldn't call him kingpin, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, I don't know, I kind of took it as a relatability back to all these different factions that were seemingly... Totally against each other, mm-hmm. but working together, crap, I can't remember the full plot there anymore. <laughs> well, they, but they
0: each were like their own gang, right? Like they were yeah. the Russians, you know, they were their own yeah. gang. You know, Gao was the Chinese, you know, we've got this gang, you know, mm-hmm. and Nobu was the Japanese.
4: We, we, we assumed the Yakuza the first season, but then... Right. The hand, the second.
0: Well, no. By the time, But when he donned the the garb to fight, well, yeah. d- uh, Matt, I knew he was the hand. Uh, he was uh, the hand all, agent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just it, yeah, I feel like it weakened the whole of these shows being together by what they did
4: with Gao. So, what? At least three factions of the hand that we know of. There's Nobus, Gals, and Bakudos, right?
0: That seems right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm mean, sure. Why not? Yeah, because sh- <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, Bakudo and Nobu weren't in the same group. Yeah.
3: Bakudo's was like a hippie retreat with the right? college
4: kids. <laughs> 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 it was like, you know, the Occupy Wall Street does the hand or something. Well, <laughs>
0: it was weird because it was almost like one of those, like, um, you know, one of those cults. Because, um, you know, I also got the impression that like, Colleen was both his student and at one time also his lover. You know, from, like, the oh, way yeah. that I it was that kind of... That. Yeah, it was, like, one of those things that was kind of skeezy. Like, he's the member, like, the leader of a charismatic cult that's also sleeping with everybody in the cult, so... Not to
3: mention, everyone seemed to wear very similar clothing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was really a uniform, per se, but they were all, like, wearing the same type of tracksuit with the same general color scheme.
4: Yeah. It was a uniform. Yeah, no doubt.
3: (laughs) Was it a straight-up uniform? I can't
2: remember.
4: Uh.
3: (laughs) I was so just kind of like, seriously, we were, like, four episodes into it, and I'm like, we've only got, like, two episodes left, right?
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I was very disheartened to learn we were only on episode four.
0: (laughs) So what do you guys think of how it ended? You know, I mean, because one of the weird things is, like, Danny didn't seem to know how things work, at least in the comics when Kun Lun comes, when when the gateway is open to our world, it's only for a day, so if if you leave, you know, you're not going to be able to get back because the gate closes, and in this it seems like it's not so well defined. Or at least he didn't know it was because he was expecting it to still be open.
3: Not to mention the fact that Davros comes. Or wait, no, that's Hadala. Uh, <laughs>
0: I was making no that same mistake the whole time. <laughs> <to sing>
3: Davros. <laughs> Anyways, he comes around too, seemingly after the fact. Uh-huh.
4: So, he was one of the bright spots of it. Yeah, back
3: he's actually his- pretty good. He should have become the Iron Fist. <laughs> that's
0: what well, that's think. what he thinks. <laughs> he is <personally> pissed off. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. He can't... He, I don't know. I, I found him to be somewhat petulant. And, I don't know, at the end there, he, he and Joy are going to plot Danny's death. And Joy's arc didn't make any sense to me either. It's like, oh, okay, so... You know, now Danny needs to die because your dad turned out yeah. to be a bad guy? Um, you know, what's...
4: Yeah, I mean...
3: You know, I totally forgot about
4: that. You no, know, the word evolution from villain to good guy made sense. Mm. But that joy change, just like that, was just. It came out of nowhere, and it just. I'm wondering, again, it, it comes back to the fact that nothing about this show seems like like they had any clue what they were doing. And the, they, the last day, someone went and saw Doctor Strange and said, oh, look. You know, at the very end, the friend becomes Wait,
2: la, villain.
3: Ha, I haven't seen this movie yet. <gasps> oh. <laughs> it's on my to-watch list.
0: Oh, <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie.
3: That movie came out right in the midst of my cancer crap. And I oh. only had enough energy to do one movie. And I opted for Rogue One.
4: Well, you made but, the right but it's choice.
0: Been, but it's been out for like a month now, hasn't it?
2: I just—I <laughs>
3: finally got around to watching um, Fantastic Beasts, Somewhere to Find Them last night, and Doctor Strange is next on my list.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: its yeah. It's the best of the origin story movies, in my opinion.
3: That is what I've heard, and I'm really excited to watch it, which is why I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, I
4: can't listen to this part. (laughs) Well, I'll just cross this off my notes, It's off my notes. (laughs) I'm done for the rest of (laughs) the (laughs) podcast.
0: Well, you know, it is nice that with the introduction of Doctor Strange, they are being a lot more casual, both in this and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and just being like, there are things beyond the understanding of people you know, uh, the, that, you know, happened, you know, because, you know, the whole idea of Kun Lun being in another dimension, I mean, you know, Doctor Strange, you know, talks a lot about that kind of stuff, so, um, you know, I, I like that that's becoming more part of just the Marvel cosmos is something you just accept, but, yeah, the the thing with Joy made no sense, and Davos, I get his issue, and, and he is really speaking to that crowd that's saying, like, you know, hey, you know, Iron fish should have been an Asian guy, right? And, um, you know, that's sort of the idea is that, you know, other people, you know, within that universe say the same thing is, you know, hey, you know, he took something from us. But I don't know if making him a villain, actively planning to murder Danny is the right way to sort of address that. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's yeah. probably... Also, Davos learned English really, really quickly.
1: Uh, why did he learn it with an English accent? Like, if Danny taught him, why doesn't he sound like Danny? Oh, well, I
0: assume that it's while he was traveling from Cunlan to America, he went through Europe. <laughs>
3: I had assumed he learned it from Danny also, but I didn't even bother thinking about the English accent. Well, he's saying, like, hey, the internet is
0: just as amazing as you told me it was, Danny. And so I'm like, so as he was backpacking from Kun Lun to America, <laughs>
4: <laughs> apparently swimming across the Atlantic?
1: He was listening to the BBC. <laughs> right, yeah, he was so, listening to the and, BBC. And
4: there could be, uh, if you think about it, it would actually kind of when Danny crashed let's assume one of the one of the monks, one of his teachers, maybe spoke English or there was an Englishman in Kunlun or something like that, just to help Danny uh, assimilate because he would have no way communicating with them otherwise. Mm-hmm. So maybe that person also taught Davos.
0: There does seem to have been a lot more interaction between Kunlun and the rest of the world because they seem to understand geography and stuff like that really well too. And I can't imagine that Danny really, as a 10-year-old, was teaching, you know, a whole lot, you know, so, yeah, they, they it, it it seems like they must have at least accepted outsiders at some point, or yeah. well, someone from there has gone out and come back to give them knowledge of the world.
4: Does time pass in Kunlun uh, the same as in the real world?
0: Yes. In In, in Marvel, it's, in the comics, it's every, every 10 years, but to get the age <laughs> right for Danny with what they wanted to do with him here, they made it 15, but otherwise, it's pretty much the same thing what did other people feel about davos
1: i liked davos
4: yeah i mean like i said the uh, the about the only shining point in the back half of the season until until the end until his last yeah Yeah.
3: i totally forgot about that last scene it was so out of nowhere
4: yeah yeah it
0: almost feels like there needed to be another episode but again i think what like ryan was saying they're just making it They're oh crap we need like a hook for season two okay joy and davos are gonna murder danny
4: and Kun-Lun's gone. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like Marvel said to them, we need you to make this show, you've got no time to do it, no budget, don't even try and put a dragon in there, it's just not going to happen. Right. And we, we saw we glowing red eyes. Six weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Well, you know, I really wanted to see Kun-Lun. You know the, yeah. the flashbacks really sucked. I mean, I was expecting something a little more arrowish there too, where you know we actually see him. You know, we see him getting beaten. You know, uh, yeah. we see uh, you know we see him entering the cave and the red eyes but you know we don't get much there and and again i think that they were very sensitive to the fact that people are concerned about sort of the european vision of an asian you know mystical asian city but i think that paralyzed them into complete inaction rather than you know trying to just go for it and show something really neat i mean other movies have gotten away with doing that sort of thing you just have to make sure you're respectful
1: I was yeah. going to say, Kun Lun seems terrible. What we saw of Kun Lun was awful. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know that they did themselves any favors to any sort of Asian culture. It it really seemed like an abusive hellhole. Yeah, that, well, that's
0: the thing. And I feel like that's the kind of like sunk into the whole series, you know, from Danny being the the character that he is and being kind of wishy-washy and everything else. I think a lot of it was they were cognizant of sort of the issues, uh, you know, with how modern culture views Iron uh, with the white savior trope and everything else, and that it sort of paralyzed them. You know, there was a thrust from Marvel to get the character out there for Defenders, but at the same time, the showrunners didn't know how to do it right, <laughs> and so they just like kind of got paralyzed into like, we're gonna like show something that we need to show, but not very much, and we're kind of gonna have the character, but we're not gonna make him like really strong one way or the other in case we offend somebody or whatever Uh, and i I, that's what that's the impression i get from it and and maybe that's better than doing like an offensive trope but it doesn't make for good viewing um
4: that's for sure i think you're giving them too much credit i don't think they did it just because of sensitivities or 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 fear of whitewashing i think they did it again for money I, i think it was just a matter of the location would have been too expensive to make and they were just under too much of a time crunch or, or something like that.
0: Yeah, but I see, see, but the, I mean, magical Asian cities, there's no location to go to for that. That has to be done in studio. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to fly to the real Kun Lun and recommend film,
4: you know. So. Hey. I am sorry, but if Guardians of the Galaxy can be filmed in Atlanta, <laughs> then there's no reason to you come know, lun Camp or somewhere else, or Queens, right. or you know, Jersey. <laughs> With if done right.
0: Right. Right. I did like all the Easter eggs. You know yeah. like Claire writing to Luke. You know, uh, Stephanie brought up the Jessica Jones uh, connection. That they brought up yeah. there, obviously everything with the hand ties back to Daredevil, yep. and I think Claire even mentions having a really good lawyer.
4: Yeah, she's. And they they even um another connection to the hand. They mentioned the bank Midland Capital or something I can't remember something like that, mm. which uh owned the property that the hand the hand was using them as a middleman to buy the property. They were digging the giant hole in. Okay. Yeah, there were a lot of little ones like that. Yeah,
0: and, and that's really nice. I mean, it was even nice having um Jerry. I always forget her name. I always want to say Trinity. It's always. I just (laughs) Jerry Jerry Hogarth. Right. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, for Hogarth to uh, to be there. You know, I actually did cheer (laughs) when she showed up because that was a nice connection too. Because you know, just the idea that uh, you know Danny would have known her because she had actually worked there. um, I thought was a nice organic way of connecting those characters. So I felt like that worked really well and i like the fact that she had such respect for his family that she tried you know she was going to get something out of it but she was very you know she very much wanted to do this too and uh i felt like that gave her another facet because she she was depicted in in jessica jones as being a very selfish kind of horrible person and you know here
4: we kind of see her at her most altruistic which i really liked maybe she's feeling guilty (laughs) you know if they were going to do the hand in the, well they did do the hand but if they since they did the hand i feel like and i kind of half expected stick to show up at some point in the series i thought they could have made that work For the defenders it looks like yeah but you know maybe I as mean, a setup I, for the defenders
1: i'm now wondering if some of the cool things that i wish they had done they didn't do because they're going to be in defenders i mean i really think one can yeah, it got short shrift. It's just a placeholder mm-hmm. um, to get them where they need to be for Defenders.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess they weren't kind of a problem because Iron Fist in mix is a, sort of the street level hero. It wouldn't be that differentiated from Luke Cage. And so I think they did the whole hand storyline to give him something more martial arts themed. Because, I mean, usually Iron Fist is just taking on mob bosses and stuff. You know, crime lords, you know, things of that. You know, usually crime lords with a gimmick of some kind. uh, You know, decent fighters, super-powered, whatever. But, you know, there wouldn't be that much differentiation from what, you know, went for. And I think they were trying to do, you know, something... You know, a little more epic with the hand, but I didn't feel the epicness.
4: <laughs> you know, that that's kind of a good point. It might very well be that the showrunners would have liked to have gone in a different direction, that maybe the hand wasn't the idea, mm-hmm. that maybe that came from on high saying, look, you're basically, basically just a setup for Defender. so you're going to put the hand in here like this to get us there. Yeah.
2: I
3: mean, everything else in the show felt like just a setup for the Defenders, so why not?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that or an advertisement for a Samsung or Apple. <laughs> every computer was Apple. Every phone was Samsung. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that was another thing about how bad the continuity was. What, like, episode, whenever the, he leaves the compound, Danny makes a point, to make a phone call, and Danny says, I can't, I left my phone in the hand compound. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at the end of that episode or the next episode, the hand is calling him on his phone and showing <laughs> him video of having everyone captured joy and and as prisoners it it just that made me want to pull my hair out no one did no one proofread this stuff
0: (laughs) well that's okay he leaves his backpack uh in ward's office or joy's joy's office i think and then later they show him like in the park with that with that homeless guy and he has his backpack
4: yeah, <laughs> his ninja skills who went back for it <laughs> I,
0: I guess <laughs> but yeah and the other thing that like really bugged me is okay so Harold murders assistant oh. and he throws them in that little garden that he's got up there
3: oh yeah there's never any resolution to that because right,
0: you know, remember there's no way to dispose of a body up there because he made Ward drag the bodies you know away to get rid of them so there's no other way to get rid of a body there that thing started stinking really bad you know, people should have started going. Hey, what? What's that in your gut? Gar- oh my god! You know, th- nothing ever happens with that.
4: <laughs> I was like, that's that's problematic. <laughs> I mean, th- th- that that would have been a great a little bit of levity. You know, um, Harold could have been. Oh, and while you're taking these bodies, you know, over here, <laughs> you know, just yeah.
0: Well no, I mean the other bodies were taken out earlier, and so that's what I was just saying though, that, so there was no way to get through the body and so it was still yes. there in all those later scenes, even though they didn't show it. So someone oh, at some point should have noticed it. Um, either because they looked in that little window and saw him because he wasn't hidden or concealed that well, and or because of the stink, you know, that would that would get really right. So.
1: <laughs> it's a deodorizing terrarium uh, he got put into I
0: guess. <laughs> At least he sleeps in a sensory deprivation tank,
1: yeah, perfect timber,
0: yeah, yeah, Ward, I did like Ward, I didn't for the most of it, but you know it, yeah. it his his evolution as a character made sense, uh, I think Brian mentioned that before, and uh I definitely liked you know his whole arc and coming out of it, and then basically you get the sense that he was you know just so horribly. Uh, pressured by his father constantly or that he was you kind know, of crazy.
3: At the very beginning, I thought, he's a guy named Ward in a Marvel show. <laughs> of course he's the bad guy.
0: <laughs> They've never done that before.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I was actually quite surprised when it turns out, oh, no, he's just been badly manipulated, and he's actually not a bad guy. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. Again, another missed opportunity. Well, not quite as missed but still missed opportunity to explore you know a deeper theme in the series across the board of her and, and and abuse that they just I, I, it's like they someone somewhere had the nugget of a good idea and just never quite ran with it
0: well yeah my wife was trying to figure out like you know, cause yeah, she was trying to form some sort of connection with it as well. Cause like, Hey, everybody keeps Danny telling Danny to be calm. And maybe it's the anger that allows him to use the iron fizz. And maybe that's why he was the one who was able to do it. But it's like, no, then they kind of shied away from that too, where it was like, no, the anger was making possible for him to do the glowy hand. So it was like, yeah. you know, there was no, <laughs> there was no through line with any of that that made, you know, made it all come together. Yeah. Colleen, I just kind of mentioned about her fighting because she was probably my favorite character, but I also thought that she's probably one of the most beautiful actresses <laughs> that I've seen. So <laughs> I can't say that I'm one hundred percent like unbiased about this. <laughs> oh, but she definitely could fight. So you know, she she was much better either. than Nanny. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard to hear her talk to Bakudo about how good Danny was. I was like, oh, <laughs> I think I threw up a little
0: bit. Oh, might want me to bring up one thing though. She greatly appreciated the love making scene between Danny and uh, Colleen because of the fact that he asked for her permission.
1: Oh, it was very yeah. very consensual. Yeah. So we have monks that will beat you up to bed, <laughs> but they're also very concerned that you understand modern versions of consent. <laughs> Especially after you've taken an oath of chastity. Right, well,
0: yeah. Again, Danny is a horrible iron fist.
1: (laughs) That's
0: true. First woman I see when I come back to New York, and, you know, that vow of chastity, oh, it went right out the window. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that a vow of chastity is part of it in the comics either, because he definitely has relationships, so that was... I don't know why they included that when they had him and Colleen together so quickly.
1: I appreciated it. It was funny. I think they just played it for laughs, and it was... I think that was one of the beats that hit.
0: Right. No, I... I well, I, I again, I think that he and his naivete are, are sort of... They're sort of cute, and I found them cute together. I love Claire's reaction to their relationship oh yeah and now she was constantly thinking it was the funniest thing that she ever saw like when he comes in with all the food you know like so just has like the bring in like tray upon tray of food and then claire's just like hey can i have some i'm starving
1: She's playing wingman to colleen I,
0: it was beautiful see all that stuff i liked i like him being like this sort of kid that didn't know what he was doing um like on a on a on a social level i just wanted him to have that fighting you know uh, to be confident and you know assertive in, in that aspect
3: yeah the more you talk about this especially with pointing out that the chastity thing the thing in the comics i almost think it might have just been danny <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's a vow he took that it wasn't required. You know? yeah,
2: right. <laughs> it's
4: like, I'm going to be chased. You don't need to cool. no, no. <laughs> <what>, do it.
0: <laughs> none of the women in Kun would look at him, so he was like, uh, I, I took a vow of chastity. That's
2: it. Precisely. was <laughs> It's like
4: there, was, there really wasn't a dragon in the cave. He just went in there and said he beat it. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he took some like uh some 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 uh, black ash or whatever and just rubbed it on his chest <laughs> I totally beat that thing <laughs> and I said I totally beat that thing with <laughs> Oh god i was
3: trying to contain the laughter at that
4: but <laughs> went into the cave nobody could see totally beat that thing and the iron you fist is like
2: all right <laughs> <laughs>
4: And to get the yellow hand, he just, like, really ho- he holds a, a small flashlight, in his palm is really,
0: really tight. <laughs> well, that's what it looks like, you know, if you do that. If you take, like, a powerful flashlight and put it on your hand, it'll glow like, I mean, you see <laughs> your skin light up like that, so. Yeah, I-, I wanted to see, like, more energy around the hand. You know, in the comics, when he does the Iron Fist, like, his his hand, like, you actually see, like, energy radiating around it, so. I would have liked that more than just the glowing, you know, I've got a, I'm a more- light <laughs> fist,
4: i I think you can sum up the entire show in the credits where it's called iron fist but the the iron fist in the credits does nothing but kick everyone
0: (laughs) (laughs) well well okay i'm glad you brought up the credits because i'd almost forgotten about it first of all a it's it's the worst of all the intros to the various netflix marvel shows um but b it's, 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 it's it's almost like it's mocking you because it shows Danny doing all kinds of things that he clearly can't do in the show. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, I wanted something that probably would have been, like, people would have hate. you know, like, I wanted it to sound more like If Anyone Upon a Time in China. I wanted it more like that theme. And, like, people probably would have been like, no, that's, like, really offensive. But I wanted it to go full asian you know, music with it. And, um, but yeah, whatever. I, I, I had a friend who's so into Kung Fu movies that like, I have just been seeing Kung Fu movies for so many years. So I, I, I came in with expectations that this would be like that. And it was not. So, uh, that's, that's kind of where I've come from with, uh, you know, the, my, some, some of my criticisms of the show.
4: I think, yeah, Luke, that's, I mean, that's what Luke Cage did. They recognized the roots of the character Mm -hmm. and kind of incorporated it into his character in in the way that Iron Fist just couldn't or wouldn't do.
0: Yeah, and and Luke Cage was beautiful. They they took the character, they modernized him really well.
4: That's phenomenal. You know, and
0: I still felt like I was watching Luke Cage. Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't get the same thing for Iron Fist. So, Angie, you've had something that you've wanted to mention that bothered you
2: about this show, so...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that was just... That should have told me... um, how slapdash a lot of the scripting was because this is my industry so i feel like this is um like the way anybody who knows anything about guns feel when they watch action movies Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) like the idea of uh 15 cases of cancer on staten island being alarming in any way is is hilarious actually it's more like um well i i just for fun i googled actual superfund site in Maine, just to see how many cancer cases they actually had. And it was 133 in one year um, at an actual super fun site. So 15 cases of cancer means that Rand basically cured cancer in that one mile
0: radius. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they say it was within three miles of the plant?
1: They said it was within one mile. Um, Oh okay. Yeah, but the super fun site that I happened to just the first one that I googled happened to be a one mile radius as well. Um, Okay. That's ignoring the fact that the cancer is not really a thing. Like (laughs) (laughs) having childhood (laughs) leukemia is not the same as having lung cancer in you know a sixty year old man. That's Mm -hmm. just like. Without saying, like, oh, we had 15, of this, or 15 cases of this rare brain cancer in, you know, kid. Mm-hmm. That might be something a little bit more alarming. But, um, you know, and th- that was a simple Google search. So I feel like they just didn't do a lot of research in their scripting. It was all very slapdash. And I yeah. have to say, as somebody who has gone through cancer stuff, I mean,
3: granted, I caught mine super duper early where my treatment was over and done with pretty darn quickly. Yeah, it... It was just statistically crap there. I mean, here we are, just four people, and I won four here. That's a greater statistic than what this whole shebang was with Rand.
1: And there's just so much more that goes into everything regarding cancer. Yeah, I mean, I- this is my industry, so it's uh, I'm not going to you know ask them to know too much about it. But cancer clusters are one of the most difficult things to prove the existence of in public health.
2: Mm-hmm. Um
3: like there are th- so many different things that can cause it. Especially mm-hmm. if you live in the
1: state of California. Yeah. <laughs> when, you
2: know, so
1: just suffice it to say, fifteen cases in a one mile radius on Staten Island um is is suspicious only for how healthy that population is. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I just literally just did the math. If if it's a one mile f- from the factory, so you've got a you know radius one mile, so the area of that circle is going to be you know three point one four miles. And then mm. and with the population of Staten Island, they, literally in that one mile, assuming an even distribution of the population, there's twenty five thousand six hundred and ninety three people. Mm. So fifteen cases, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> like I said, the four of us have a higher uh Right there, than that whole um, lawsuit. Because <laughs> we've got a one quarter right here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, this is how I feel like. Because, uh, because you know, it, it's it's interesting. Because for Angie, this is you know like she said this is the area that she works in to me that number really like stand out because i don't work in healthcare and i don't know what the rates are i didn't even know what the population density of staten island is so i had no idea you know that it was that dense anyway so i'm i'm imagining like some island where you know there's just some houses here and there so i didn't really know but when i see something like um uh, uh what's the oh god pacific rim And I see them using, like, these giant gearboxes to drive these (laughs) giant... I'm like, I cannot buy this. I don't... I, there's no way that would work. The, the engineering challenges. I mean, it would so much be easier to have an interface that just watched your hand movements and like guided the things, you know, uh, that way. But you know, th- well, that bothers me. Well, so, but I'm an engineer, I don't, I don't, and I, I'm sorry.
3: I rage quit Scorpion just because of how bad the programming was on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scorpion,
2: don't even. Oh. No, no, no! Don't hey, get thing, down, I don't into know Scorpion. How
3: you can still watch that show. <laughs>
0: oh, bad. I I like it for the characters. I realize that the show is ridiculous. No, I, like, I had a
4: after the Christmas episode. where the argument is invalid about Pacific Rim.
3: Tim is saying your ar- your argument is invalid because you like Pacific Rim. Or you don't like Pacific Rim,
1: but, well, like, uh... Well,
0: well, 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 Pacific Rim was also boring, but that's a whole other podcast.
1: <laughs> oh,
4: shut your mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was the most boring monster fighting that I've ever seen.
4: see Godzilla that
3: year? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. It was Man of Steel. I mean, yeah, they were kind of humans, but whatever.
0: Oh, right. Boring. <laughs> Okay, we're not we're not getting off topic though. Yeah, I got to
3: work in the morning. It's almost eleven here. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> okay, but yeah, no, I was just saying though that it's it's. It, 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 I don't know where that particular one falls because there are some things where I you know I understand that you know people who are engineers aren't going to see the problems that I see in movies. And I'm not sure if that's something that falls into that sort of general knowledge category because one thing, like for instance, a friend of mine's wife who's a psychologist had a problem with their description in Pacific Rim about how, like, the mental thing works with the two people's minds and whatnot and how that drives the machine. And that part didn't bother me at all because, to me, that wasn't, you know, something I was an expert in. So, it's interesting to me that, you know, different... It, it, yeah, you have to do... Uh, you know, you have to sort of satisfy a certain general knowledge of the population so that people aren't instantly, like, turned off in mass But I always... You know, sort of wonder where the line is with some of those things, as far as what is a general, you know, person going to know, and what is something that you have to be an expert to know. But
1: they harped on it for like two episodes. (laughs) I'm not even—I haven't complained yet about the transdermal heroin, like,
2: (laughs) because that wasn't really
1: a plot point. This was a plot point. You'd think that they could have spent the five minutes I did googling. Yeah. Well,
0: it's super magic heroine too, so you know that's that's at least explained by the fact that it's you know mystical heroine, so you know you can have it however you want to. But
4: I think I think the moral here is just hire freaking advisors. You know, I mean. Yeah.
0: Well, no, I, I always say that Sh- shows and movies need to do a lot more consulting. Yeah, you know, uh, to get to get their details right. So, so just out of curiosity, for people who aren't that familiar with Iron Fist, was anyone else bothered by the uh, unkempt hair and the <laughs> beard?
2: Yes.
3: Did I say that at the beginning? He was an unshowered hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Angie? I just wanted to attack him with a razor, a brush, and a
2: scissors. <laughs>
1: um. I, f- I found the hair distracting. I'm really happy that in the Defenders trailer, it seems like he's gotten it cut, which is yeah. lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, it, it's actually something that might've been detrimental. Um, I was thinking about this. It was Daredevil. I, I don't know how much Charlie Cox actually did um, of his own stunts, but if you had a stuntman step in, they were in a math. You could hide them. Um, it, whatever stuntman you put in a Danny Rand wig just calls attention to the fact that it's ridiculous and it's not Finn Jones. So that might have worked against them. oh. Uh, Ryan, thank you.
4: Um, you know, at the beginning, I thought maybe they were going somewhere with it, like it's going to be part of his transformation and it's going to become a thing. I, I didn't. It didn't bother me until they showed him and very few flashbacks of him as an adult in Conlon with the hair. You know, and I'm like, uh, shouldn't that be shaved or something? Every other monk they've shown was bald, wasn't it, weren't they? So, mm-hmm. I, or at least had much better kept hair. I I don't know. Maybe it's a millennial thing. I just don't get. It.
3: <laughs> I'm a millennial. He brought his privilege
0: into Kunlun.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll chime in on the millennial demographic here. I didn't get it.
4: <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Yeah.
0: It bothered me a lot, but I really love Iron Fist. And, and that and that leads into the last thing that I wanted to talk about. I feel like Iron Fist had a great opportunity, because I was one of the people who defended the casting of a Caucasian actor, because I felt that they did Iron Fist right. They did him, like, modern-day interpretations of the character I've done. Because, like, Marvel has had to exist all this time with these characters. So even though the original comics for characters like Iron Fist or the Mandarin or some of these other sort of trope characters were problematic back then, they've worked to really modernize all of these characters and have them work in sort of the context of our modern society. And Danny is a guy that uses his wealth to help the little guy. I mean, Danny is someone that, you know, he and Paige are best friends. And, you know, they're people who work in the projects. They had Heroes for Hire going for a long time where people could come in and pay them to take care of situations and whatnot. There was, you know, there was this whole, you know, thing of Danny coming in and trying to make the world a better place and using that wealth for that. And to make him the most privileged of the privileged, I thought was a good message you know, to show like, hey, this is a guy, you know, who's going to come in with all this privilege and he's going to help people. And uh, they they didn't do anything with that. And I feel like with all the criticism that they got for the casting, the fact that they didn't use that opportunity to, uh, to, to say something positive, to create a positive message.
3: Instead, he just seemed like an entitled, whiny, rich white boy.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean he had some good ideas, but he didn't really do much with it and he was easily distracted from it. <laughs> and so it didn't it didn't help things at all. Now I'm hoping that with Defenders that we will get the bromance with him and Luke Cage, that they'll you know they'll get that respect. And maybe Luke will be sort of a mentor to Danny. And maybe that's how it's going to work.
4: Although I swear to God, there better be a joke where you know just where Luke says ask Danny if he wants to go out for some coffee.
0: No! Yes! That mental image is now in my head! (laughs) I'm sure there's a fandom for it already. I'm sure if I go to fanfic.net, I'll read copious amounts of stories. I'd be (laughs)
4: disappointed
2: if there wasn't. Oh, man.
0: So, so, what is, I mean, it, it, we kind of danced around the whitewashing thing. You know, I know I asked you about it, Angie, because I was wondering if that was why you weren't watching it. But does anyone else, like, feel strongly about, you know, either the, the tropishness of it or, uh, you know, I mean, the fact that, I mean, I, I do think whitewashing is incorrect, uh, even though that's the term that's been used. It, it was the white savior aspect that I feel like they did a good job of subverting, but I don't think that they replaced it with. Some positive.
3: I think they really missed an opportunity for better casting here. He just does not have the look at all for even white Kung Fu guy. (laughs) I I swear Keanu Reeves has more of that look than him.
4: (laughs) No. I mean, it's like I, I said earlier, by keeping the character white, all they were doing is staying true to the whitewashing or the from the very from the origin of the comic in the 70s or or whenever. So I don't feel like they made the problem worse, but I agree. I think they had an opportunity here to. It would have been they, they've they've gender bent a few characters, the ancient mm-hmm. Jerry. So you know, Marvel's Marvel understands that it's an issue, and I, I really felt they could have done something about it here. Made a point of saying, "Hey, here's a, an Asian character in the lead," and they could have been better and they dropped the ball on that one.
0: Well, the other thing was I know that I read an article after Finn Jones was cast where they said, "No, no, no. You know, we are going to also include Shang-Chi in the series and so there's going to be a prominent Asian character as well." And there was no Shang-Chi. So, I don't know if that was dropped, if that was an article that was poorly sourced or what that was, but I was disappointed not to have Shang-Chi in it as well. Cause I, I would have liked that. And and to be fair, this is something that I feel like people need to be fair, Iron Fist is a far more diverse cast when you're looking at the whole cast list than most, you know, uh shows, certainly the other Marvel shows. You know, you've got Claire, Colleen, Davos, Bakudo, Gao, you know, we got a lot of people in there that aren't, you know, not Uh, they're people of color so um it it is a fairly diverse cast it's just the lead character is a a caucasian
4: and and they're all the richest people in in
0: (laughs) well no there was that one guy on the board
4: (laughs) that's true he died
2: i'm
0: not sure that
4: proves the
2: point (laughs)
0: And full disclosure to people, I, I am Whitey McWhite, so, you know, take take any of my opinions with, uh, you know, whatever grain of salt, but, um, yeah, I, I did feel like there was a way to do Danny Caucasian and still uh, say a positive message, but uh, they didn't do it, so uh, it kind of ruins my whole point on that, so. <laughs> but, yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe we will get Shang-Chi, and maybe Shang-Chi will get his own Netflix series, and maybe they'll cast someone who can
4: actually do martial arts. It, it's... It's kind of like again, this is off on a tangent, but since we've already mentioned Saturday Night Live from this past Saturday, they did the same thing. They did they did a, a Star Trek skit, and they had to pull in someone from staff uh, who's been a production designer who's Asian to play Sulu. Mm. Could have never had an Asian uh, prime time to- prime ca- prime time cast member in mm. the show, so you know it is a problem.
0: Yeah. They should have just called Grant Imahara. He's ready to play Sulu whenever, wherever.
4: <laughs> well, they, could gotten, they could have gotten George Takei to do it. He did, didn't. In a heartbeat.
2: Oh
0: man. So yeah, no. We'll we'll see how things go. You know, Iron Fist has not had a second season announced, and I think that most of the Netflix series, by two months after they come out, had uh, their season twos announced. Uh, and daredevil was season three so maybe they're they're not going to do anything more with iron fist after defenders
4: i don't know i mean on top of that it is worth mentioning that hasn't correct me if i'm wrong but hasn't iron fist had better viewership than any of the other defender shows
0: the first episode they said was downloaded more the opening day than any of the other Defender shows so that's not that just means that the the other shows have gotten more people ready to watch this right at the beginning it doesn't say anything about people who watched all the way through
4: yeah i would argue the how often the 13th episode was downloaded is more important than how often the first one is mm-hmm.
3: but netflix doesn't really like to release their numbers like
4: that
0: no. yeah a lot of these numbers things are speculation partially because yeah, Netflix doesn't release official numbers. It's like oh, they saying Fuller House was the most downloaded series of Netflix ever. And if you read the articles, they say Netflix hasn't really said that and hasn't released the numbers. That's some site that tries to track those. Th- I'm not sure how they track it, but they try to track it. That they're saying that. So hard to know for. But okay, I think we've I think we've covered Iron Fist enough. I think <laughs> I think we've run everybody out of Iron Fist stuff to say. <laughs> anything else anyone had to say? Angie, I know you made a list, so is there anything else you wanted to bring up?
1: It wasn't a long list. I okay. Know. <laughs> um, in, in all honesty, though, I, I didn't hate it. Um, I enjoyed quite a few bits of it. I thought there was some really nice touches. Um, I, I The biggest problem was just it, it suffered from too little attention. Not enough time, maybe, not enough production value invested in it. Um, so there's a lot I'm willing to forgive if Defenders is um, mm. You know, if it seems like Finn Jones is doing better with his fight scenes because he's been given more time, um, that sort of thing, then, um, you know, if the writing improves, which I think, you know, just based on the trailer, it looks like it definitely is better. Mm-hmm. That there's a lot I'm willing to forgive and I would give a second season a shot based on how Iron Fist is portrayed in The Defenders.
0: Beware of trailers, though, because they I, can I, be I, used to showcase the best scenes. <laughs> Because I was fooled three times by George Lucas. I'm a bitter about it.
3: <laughs> and then we have things like Star Trek that manages to create a really terrible trailer right. for a relatively good movie.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I almost didn't watch that third part. I'm glad I did, because I'm like, oh, it was actually the best of the reboot I know. movies.
3: That was my thought, too. I didn't watch it in theaters. I didn't watch it until it was on video, and... I ended up liking it the best, and it had the worst trailers.
0: Yeah, Stephanie, was there anything more you wanted to say about Iron Fist?
3: That's a very similar sentiment to Angie. I think it, it, it did suffer from it was just a we need to finish this in order to get to the Defenders. If they can pull their sh- together for Danny in the Defenders, maybe it has a little bit of saveability to it. But to be honest, if it weren't for the Defenders, I wouldn't have watched this. I might have out of curiosity, and I would have been one of those people who were in that first episode watching and wouldn't have gotten through all of the episodes if it Mm. weren't for the fact that I'm already really invested in Matt, Jessica, and Luke. They're the only reasons I ploughed through this whole thing,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's sad when it's just like I'm judging this because of all the other things, although for Marvel, that's good yeah. because it means they can throw a bad product out every once in a while, and it's like yeah. we've we've generated so much goodwill from everything else that you know you're gonna watch it anyway
3: I mean it, I have watched worse things, mm. But it just it, it wasn't something that would have held my interest. Overall, it wasn't super terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe the phrase we're looking for is damning with faint praise. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't That's super fun. terrible.
4: It was no Batman versus Superman. I still
3: haven't bothered watching that either. <laughs> okay. Oh, Man of Steel was so bad.
4: Yeah, I, I, yeah,
0: Man of Steel is really the low point there, Ryan. I, I, Batman vs Superman was better. I agree. I actually agree
4: with that I've heard mind.
3: that, and I'm really interested in seeing Ben Affleck as Batman, and I do want to see Wonder Woman introduced in that, but just. Oh, I have such a bitter taste in my mouth from Man of Steel. It's making it really hard to watch Batman vs Superman.
4: You know, Jesse, you no know, Wonder Woman is not introduced in it. Diana Prince is, but <laughs> Wonder Woman. You
3: know what I mean.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Her soundtrack is awesome
2: for
4: sure.
3: Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, it, it really. I'm just going to end up repeating myself here. I wanted to watch. It. it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't something that would have held my interest all the way through if it wasn't part of something else.
4: So, Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I kind of echo both of those. I only started it because I'm a completist and because I didn't want to feel like I was missing something from Defenders by not watching it. And I think I wa- wanted to watch it because everyone else kept saying how terrible it was. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, oh, I'll decide for myself. And yeah. for the most part, they, they were right. But I, again, I want to reiterate, this is only because it's a victim of, of Marvel's own success. I think this show would have done fine on any other basic cable network um, mm-hmm. with the possible exception of the fight scenes. And I'm gonna throw out here's my pick for Defenders and it explains everything. It explains why we got such a crappy iron fist and why we haven't they haven't picked up season two. Danny Rand dies in the Defenders.
3: Yes. Mm. Oh, I shouldn't be so excited about that.
4: <laughs> See,
0: my suspicion has been they might fold him into Luke Cage season two and do heroes for hire.
3: That would actually be fun. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I think I could deal with that more than Danny on his own.
4: Have well, they announced a Luke Cage season two? Yes, they
0: have. Okay. Right. Yeah, the um yeah, the Punisher is coming up and then Daredevil season well, Jessica Jones two, then Daredevil three and Luke Cage two.
4: We're just gonna be getting two or three a series a year going forward.
0: Yeah, no, and I I'm glad. I, I really yeah. feel like they should do four here. Thirteen episodes times four—that's fifty-two weeks. You know? <laughs> Give them to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah. For me, yeah. I, I again, like Ryan said, I feel like this show isn't awful. It's the lowest of the Netflix series. In fact, of all the things Marvel has done, even including things like uh, Agents of Shield and whatnot, I feel like only Agent Carter was that same kind of level of I understand some things they were trying to do and there are certainly some good things but a lot of it was just really hard to get through and didn't really hit the way that it should have and they they kind of like tie for me as sort of the low part like low point of the MCU so far and I I feel like it can only go up you know uh, if there is a season two I'm hoping that they learn from their mistakes I do love Iron Fist. Uh, I know I'm the only one who came in uh, already liking the character. Um, I've loved him ever since he was in a, a Spider-Man storyline that I read, and I wanted to learn more about him. So, Also, though, I really want the costume.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think part of the reason I loved the character was his costume was so audacious. I was like, I have got to learn more about this guy, because that is
4: just weird.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Um, <laughs>
4: But I've then again, the I, costume cosplayed it doesn't quite <laughs> out <right? laughs>
2: like it does on
4: the page
0: well you know I also wanted Luke Cage and his classic you know yeah. not as just a joke throwaway in the episode I wanted him to actually wear it but you know
3: I was about to say we technically did get it yes
0: we did <laughs> <laughs> the metal tiara that was the character
3: <laughs> that was wonderful
0: <laughs> oh man but um yeah so um we'll we'll see what happens. I, I am stoked for Defenders. That preview was I so. Oh, everyone
3: yeah. except
2: Danny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and all Claire's
0: finally placed. like, Claire's finally like, hey, I know all these people with special powers. Maybe I should have them meet each other. <laughs> As I facepalm. <laughs>
4: the entire series is just like, it's a surprise party for Claire. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they all meet. Right. But it was pretty epic in the in the previews where Danny punches Luke with the yes. Iron Fist. Yeah. And his jaw just, you know, move in slow motion. Well, that's
0: always been, like, the thing. It's why Iron Fist and, and, and well, Power Man, as he was called back then, but Luke Cage and Iron Fist were together is because it's the whole idea of the irresistible force and the unmovable object. You know, they, they kind of, like, did a, you know, a, a play on that theme so yeah it's you know what do you do when you're a guy that like you know <laughs> is completely resistant to all you know uh, uh damage and what do you do when you're a guy whose punch destroys everything you know what, what can happen so yeah so yeah let's um do our sign outs and let people know where they can find you
3: all right you can find me almost anywhere as elcrea or the elcrea instagram twitch i think those i'm both lady elcrea oh facebook i'm lady elcrea Twitter, I'm El Correa. I'm, like, falling asleep here. (laughs) 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 This is, like, the most boring sign-out ever. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, on Twitch, I do some live streaming of cosplay work and uh, video games uh, when I'm not super-duper busy. There's not much on my Twitch right now. Twitter and Instagram are, well, more or less the same thing, because all my Instagram crap I post to Twitter, but that's a lot of... uh, makeup and sailor moon crap and stuff like that i'm a huge sailor moon collector i always post the stuff i get on instagram and then my facebook is kind of a catch-all for all of that stuff that i don't really end up making to one of the other places so those are where you can find me i also have a youtube channel which i don't know why i'm bothering plugging because i haven't made a video for it in forever but that's elkrea vision and if you're really curious elkrea is a l k r e a that's me
0: named after a D and D character, right?
2: Well,
3: it's a name I made up for myself that I then put to my D and D character and then put to other role play characters and eventually just kind of made it myself. <laughs> so there is Alcrea as of me. And then there's also Elcrea role play. who is actually a separate entity and it's a little confusing,
2: but okay. <laughs> okay. okay.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there are two Alcrea's one is me one is a overconfident drunk who is usually a hunter or a ranger of some sort and tends to get her into trouble
0: <clears throat> yeah that's that's
3: too much different from <laughs> me but she's a little bit more overconfident and drunk and
2: yeah okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing at all all right
1: um <laughs> <laughs> thanks you
0: <welcome.
2: laughs>
1: Can I give up my creepiest creeper title? Yeah,
0: you can give up your creepiest creeper title, but just for this one episode. Oh,
4: okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, Ryan, why don't you sign out and let people know where they can find you?
4: Well, uh, find me internet, assuming I haven't already found you, which isn't as creepy as other people, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> at geek stranger on twitter and from there you can find my facebook and obviously these fine fine people here i, I am going to be telling them why they're wrong and everything so you can find me there I, I would like to say though that i know i'm old because the word twitch was mentioned like seven times and i'm not 100 percent sure what that is <laughs> so, <laughs> twitch is a
3: live streaming service that most people are gaming but they're starting to do more creative stuff on there too so that's why i'm able to do my cosplay stuff there too
4: that's what i figured from context i do not have one of those but if i did it would be geek stranger well
3: it's twitch.tv if you ever want to check it out and, i don't know like i said i'm the millennial here So
0: <laughs> actually i think and I angie technically an qualifies millennial. as well
1: I'm so millennial, okay? yeah i'm a millennial but i married a gen xer so it's, yeah my rough. partner's also a millennial so
0: <laughs> yeah i'm aii i'm right at the tail end of gen x so, Angie, why don't you uh, sign out and let people know where they can find you?
1: Um, I am... I continue to be a 42 captive so you can find me here. <laughs> I will find you other places. <laughs> <laughs> I totally think she's more creepy than me. I don't okay. know why I was suddenly being deemed creepy. <laughs> I'm just I, real desperate to give up that title. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, did not make my creepy... Twitter handle either, because lurking is uh probably all I'm ever gonna do. So okay. <laughs> um goodbye from the Yugiest state in the Union. Um just as a side reference, I was driving home and the uh traffic you guys have the traffic billboards on your freeways or they tell mm-hmm. you if there's a crash or something. Mm-hmm. The one I passed today said Groot buckle your seatbelt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. So, in case you doubted that Salt Lake City is the geekiest city in the country, <laughs> there you go. I,
0: I do love that you say that you're a 42 cast exclusive. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just it just gives me like this like feeling like I'm legit somehow or something. <laughs> it's like, I have exclusive guests on my show. <laughs> but uh, a- um, Brian, Angie, and Stephanie, thank you for being on the show today.
3: Thank you. <laughs> and I'm-
0: And so another episode of the 42 cast comes to an end. I hope that you like the episode this week, and we've got all kinds of amazing stuff coming down the pipeline. I know, because we've already recorded them, and so I am going to try my best to get the releases back regular and get us caught up. I would like to have the show be a little more timely, where I can comment on things that are going on in the Geekosphere uh, as they happen, uh, which right now can't really happen except on the intros and outros, which isn't really enough in my opinion, so I'm going to get that taken. Taken care of as soon as I can. As always, I do want to know what you thought. what did you like? what didn't you like? Are there any guests that you want to see coming up? What other topics do you want to hear? Give us a drop us a line and let us know. You can do that from all kinds of ways. Uh, you can send us an email at everything at 42cast.com. You can go to our website at www.42cast.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 42cast, or you can contact us on Twitter at at 42cast. You can also give us feedback by going to Stitcher Radio or iTunes. There's all kinds of ways that you can drop us a line, let us know how we're doing. I really want to hear from you, so just drop me a line, because there's no way that I can improve without hearing from you. So that's a wrap for this episode of the 42cast. Join us back next week when Chris Pratt will not be joining us. And until then, this is Nathan, signing out. You've been listening to the 42Cast, copyright 2017. Got a question for the ultimate answer? Contact us at everything at 42Cast.com. Theme music is Sharper Swords by Brandon Ellis. Check out more of his work at www.cityfires.com. Incidental music is provided with permission by Fur DK.